0: What is going on, you guys? For this episode of The Rockney Cast, I'm gonna cover my recent 44-hour fast, and in particular, how much weight I lost following a 44-hour water-only fast. But it's not only gonna be my weight loss, I'm also gonna discuss when you should do a 44-hour fast, the sensations that I felt. Was I starving? Was I just totally irritable and angry the entire time? Did I go on a food bender afterwards and just gorge myself with food? And I'll cover a little bit in terms of the how, but for the most part, I'm going to punt on that question because I'm not a doctor. Um, but I'm, And I'm also just going to cover some related topics to whether I should be proud of my results or whether they're just total bullshit, that they're not that really impressive. But first, I want to establish a little bit of my credentials. I am not a doctor. I am not a nutritionist. I'm just an experienced layperson, faster, that has been intermittent fasting for about two years and been reading up a lot on it as a topic. I'm going to be a faster for life, definitely biased. I think it's a great way to lose weight. But I lost 60 pounds doing intermittent fasting quite easily and in a short period of time. Um, I went from essentially 300 pounds to within a year, I'd lost about 60 pounds. And for the most part, I've kept the weight off completely. But, you know, a picture says a thousand words. Here's what I used to look like prior to starting fasting. Yeah, this is my DOT picture. This was me. And for those of you who aren't watching on YouTube and you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify or all places where Um, podcasts are heard, go to my YouTube page. I'm on YouTube now at the Rockney Cast. Check out the picture. You know, DOT pictures. This is me at 40 years old. And now I'm 47 years old. 40, 47. The bottom line is, prior to fasting, I look like this. You know, a lot of people, and I still have a little extra weight, but at least I don't look like this. And that can be a function of the DOT picture, you know, when you take the DO picture, you're like, oh, my God, it just puts so much extra weight on me. I don't really look like that. Well, yeah, no, this was me. I was really fat. And i was not very happy either. So that's going to be another one on sort of the emotional aspects of fasting and whether it had a good or negative impact on my fasting. And I'm a little bit of a character, on my YouTube, but I don't always act like this. So this this is kind of a little bit of a character that I have for YouTube. But at least I'm not constantly editing. So I'm like, <laughs> as I like edit between different little takes that I've done. This is a, this is a continuous take. So you're gonna have to wait till the end. This is like house hunters where you know with Suzanne won, where you wait till the way end to do to see which house they pick. So you're gonna have to wait to the end to you really figure out how much that I lost. Um, but I'm going to share with you, and I'm going to hopefully put them in context about why I'm still impressed with the amount of weight that I lost on my recent 44-hour fast. First of all, when should you start a uh, 44, 48-hour, 72-hour fast? Now, here again, I think I'm not a doctor. You're going to need to talk to your certified medical practitioner. But you're definitely, as a practical matter, you're not going to be considering this as an option until you have significant amount of experience with intermittent fasting, which for the most part, you're not really intermittent fasting until uh, you stop eating food for at least 16 hours. So if you can't even imagine missing breakfast, you are not ready. If you are a carb-drenched eater and you're stuffing your pie hole full of potato chips, donuts, you are not gonna be able to do a 44-hour fast. You are gonna be so amazingly starving that you are you are going to go on a food vendor. so definitely do not do that. Um, but probably if you're here, you're probably interested. You may have tried intermittent fasting for a while, and you have probably checked out YouTube and you checked out Thomas DeLauer, who I think is really good, and Eric Berg. You know, he's a, he's a chiropractor, but he's a kick-ass chiropractor. Everything is good, so so totally check out them in terms of the how, what to expect. I'm going to get a little bit in terms of some of the benefits, but obviously, one of the reasons why people start fasting is they look for the weight loss benefits. But there are so many other benefits that you wouldn't even think of for this episode, I'm going to primarily focus on the amount of weight that I lost. I am going to talk a little bit about my mood because that is a frequent critique of fasting is that it's unhealthy, that we're going to feel like garbage while we're fasting and that we're just going to be so starving, we're going to go on this huge sort of food bender afterwards, well, I'm here to tell you, if you're doing it right, that is not an issue, especially if you couple it with a good, healthy ketogenic diet, that is not something I think you need to concern yourself with, um, at least based upon my own experience, but I'm going to share with you how much I lost, I did a 44-hour fast, what my results were. And I'm going to get a little bit into whether I should be proud of my results. So in terms of the when, I wouldn't really start doing this until you've really looked um, and started doing intermittent fasting in the form of skipping breakfast. A lot of people think you're not even really fasting until you go beyond 24 hours. Now, beyond that, there is a what's called a hormetic response. It's stressful to your body to do that. So most people do not recommend doing a 24 or 40 hour fast, more than maybe once or twice a month. Some people do it every week. I think that's a little bit too much. I think they get a little bit too stressed out with that. But so in terms of the when, make sure you've done intermittent fasting for a while before you get started with that. So let's get into my sensations while intermittent fast, fasting. Was I miserable for 44 hours? I mean, probably if you're here you haven't, you've done some fasting you're wondering whether you should sort of take it to the next level. Um, And I think you definitely should. Um, There's definitely an optimization point, but one of the surprising things with the extended fast is that I'm not saying hunger is irrelevant or you won't feel hungry periodically as you fast, but for the most part, once you've built up your ability to um, go without food for an extended period of time in the form of skipping breakfast, here is the amazing thing. You will not feel hungry a lot, a lot more. You'll feel well and not hungry more than what you would otherwise think if you're used to eating throughout the day. You know, one critique of fasting is that it promotes unhealthy eating. And I think that is an absolutely fair critique in the sense of a a concern that people have. Keep in mind where most people are starting with their fasting journey. First of all, if you're an ideal weight or you're underweight, by no means fast, because you don't have enough fat stores to tap and you'll get into your muscle. If you have any history of eating disorders, by all means, do not do it. Um, and so consult with your practitioner and do it the completely conventional way. But I think this is largely way overblown as it applies to fasting, because this notion that you binge, so I'll get into the, whether I binged after the fast, and, my, and first of all, my feelings during the fast, you will not feel nearly as hungry as what you think you will, especially if you've built up your ability to do it. You know, to me, it's like saying roughly analogous to whether you're doing a marathon, you don't just run a marathon, you sort of train up for it. And yeah, it hurts to a marathon runner to do a marathon, but not nearly as much as it would if you just did it out of nowhere. So if you built up your capacity and you've also used the ketogenic diet, which is, you can learn about all that throughout YouTube, um, you're gonna increase your ability to go without food for an extended period of time and your body will learn how to tap its own fat stores. And the other thing is is that so much of what we perceive as hunger is actually a hormone called ghrelin that is something that's triggered in anticipation of eating and sometimes food itself can do it. And then there's also a hunger hormone called leptin, and leptin is something that makes you feel full. And so what fasting does is that it allows your hunger hormone your ghrelin and your satiety hormone leptin to get properly calibrated. So as I was and so and so if you're eating all of the time here's why people think you're going to binge and here I'm just kind of pulling this out of my ass but I I I have researched into it and I've looked into it. Here you can read if if you're concerned that I'm not a doctor read the obesity code. This really covers this in great detail. You see my little book with all these little references here, The Obesity Code. But throughout the day, when you're eating throughout the day, you get these hunger spikes, which triggers a lot of your cravings. If you are eating a lot of carbs, your body gets addicted to carbs, just like it does any drug. And so, you know, Fun brings this up in The Obesity Code. He talks about you know, this concern with binging. Well, binging is an overcompensation when you're super ravenously hungry. And he says, think about the foods that you consider comfort foods, mac and cheese, pasta, ice cream, apple pie, mashed potatoes, cake, things that contain highly refined carbohydrates, that is sugar. And those are the ones that easily become addicted to, and the other piece of it is, is that there are no natural, this is according to Dr. Fung, so he's a doctor, there are no natural satiety hormones to these sorts of highly processed foods. So it's really a double whammy. You are super hungry, right? Because your body is anticipating these foods. The second whammy is, is that there's no natural satiety hormones for these types of foods. So, if this is the diet that you're used to. You can't even imagine skipping breakfast. You know, when I started fasting, I was like, oh my God, I can't skip breakfast. I, I'm scared. After you start fasting, I haven't eaten breakfast in like a year. Like, I'm never hungry for breakfast. And a lot of times for lunch, once you start fasting, you're like, yeah, maybe I'll eat a little lunch, you know, because I want to keep it a healthy weight. And even though I don't look like this guy anymore, I just I got, do I look underweight? Do I look like I'm like, no, I, I don't think anyone's going to say after two years of fasting that I'm like, I think I'm at a healthy weight. I'm like 240, 6'5", 240, still a little overweight, actually. I could probably even lose a little bit more, but I don't look like this guy. And I went from this guy to this guy, basically through ketogenic diet and through a healthy fasting approach. So you you do want to make sure that you're eating because you also want to keep up your metabolism. So it's not nearly as hard as you think. Now, in terms of this binging question, here's the other thing that fasting will do over time. It makes you more insulin sensitive. So um, one of the reasons why you don't feel super, super like you're going to gorge yourself is that by being insulin sensitive, this is the hormone that makes your body more ready to receive the nutrients is that you feel naturally more fed more quickly. And if you're more insulin sensitive, your, your body also is more receptive to leptin, is that it more properly signals your ability to feel full. So if you haven't eaten for a while, you have a natural thing where you don't eat a lot. So how did I break my fast um, after 44 hours? Did I just like get a donut and go like, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh. Was that like Homer Simpson? and I was like, oh my God, I shouldn't have fasted. No, I had like two eggs. I was actually at a convenience store because I was on the road. I was kind of hungry at the end of 44 hours. I had two hard boiled eggs and one of those little healthy um, protein bars that you get um, that was low glycemic. So I wasn't jacking my blood sugars after I hadn't eaten for a while. Now people go back and forth in terms of what the best ways to do it. But I had that, and that really satisfied me for the rest of the afternoon. And then after that afternoon, so this was 44 to basically like 48 or 50th hours after I started the fast, I'd broken it. Six hours later, I did um, essentially just an ordinary meal. I had like three eggs. Um, I had some avocado. I had some nuts some cheese. I didn't eat a lot. It was just sort of a regular meal. The other thing is, is that, Um, as I indicated earlier, I'm not going to get into this question of the, how there's a gazillion good, um, essentially YouTube videos, Dr. Berg and DeLauer seem to be really good. Everything they've said so far is checked out. You know, when I started watching these guys I look like that, now I look like this. And maybe some of you are like, my God, you're still really hot. Well, at least I have a healthy body weight, but I don't look like this anymore. You know, um, and I'll get into this in terms of whether I should be proud of my results. Um, And so you got to watch my YouTube video, by the way, if you're listening to this, because there you'll be able to see this. In fact, maybe I should do that on my little thumbnail. That should be my, that should be my thumbnail. I think I'm going to do that on my thumbnail, the YouTube video. But in any event, uh, I'm not going to do the how. There are so many good resources on that. And um, one footnote, and obviously you want to talk to your doctor. And I think that's a totally um, legitimate question. Here's the thing with your doc. Here, here's the thing with talking to your doctor. You should obviously talk to your doctor. You know how many people have their doctor? Well, your doctor may be really, really good. But your doctor may be one of these harried guys working at, or gals working at you know an HMO. And they're like, who are you? I've heard about fasting. I think it may be helpful. Here's a pill. So, hopefully, you're going to like some, you know, naturopathic MD that's going to take some time that actually knows about fasting. So, one question you may want to ask your doctor is Do you know anything about fasting? And if they say, Oh, well, I heard it can be effective, well, you should be very careful because you don't want an eating disorder. Go to a naturopath, go to someone with an MD or a a chiropractor, and at least Least talk to someone who knows what the hell they're talking about so by all means talk to a doctor but if they're just giving you pills and statins and all this stuff I mean at least go to an MD that knows what the hell they're talking about but yeah Eric Berg and Thomas DeLauer you know I had one friend that's like yeah well Thomas DeLauer is just sort of like an infomercial well yeah he sells a lot of stuff but you know Deepak Chopra he sells a lot of stuff. The Catholic church used to sell indulgences and we're all in business. You know, we're all trying to sell something. So, so I, I found them to be highly reliable and, you know, I don't look like this anymore. So listen to those guys. So my results, I'm going to get into my results and whether I should be proud. So I started, when I started my results, I weighed 250. Yeah, I had sort of a weekend where I hung out with the guys. had some potato chips. And um, and I started at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. The next morning, and I'm drinking water throughout this time, I weighed 245. Um, 8.30 that evening, I weighed 243. And then, um, I'm sorry, 8.30 the next morning, I weighed 243. And then six o'clock after I had actually had my initial meal, um, so this would be technically four hours after I broke the fast, I weighed 239. So in two days of not eating, I lost 11 pounds. Now, a lot of you are like, oh, my God, don't you know that you can't lose 11 pounds of fat? And it's probably mostly water. And so it's just total bullshit. Like, you don't even know what you're talking about. It's all water. Look at the scan, on YouTube. He's saying that it's all It's all, you know, just water weight. And he said, he said it's fat. I'm not saying that it's fat. There may be some water and I, and I accept that that's water. But I mean, here's the thing that I think about that is that excess water retention, you know, is an issue for a lot of people. And if, and as long as you are, the one piece of advice I would give you is that it seems like a lot of people in the fasting space recommend that while you are fasting, you are going to want to take some mineral-type electrolytes, whether it's LMNT, which will give you potassium, magnesium, and sodium, because as your body, when you're fasting and you've gone through your glycogen, which is your stored glucose in your liver and your muscles, eventually your and glycogen contains water as you've gone through that and your body starts excreting water through your kidneys, you are going to lose water weight. That is true. Um, but eventually, you're going to start capping those fat stores. Now, I use the FASTA cap. These are these really smart people in Germany. You know, they're really smart. And so far, i have lost 60 pounds and become really ripped listening to them. So, so far, what they've said is checked out. And they basically talk about 11 hours is when you really start burning the fat. By 11 hours after stopping eating, that is when you've gone through most of your readily available glucose in your blood, in, your, your, in the form of glycogen in your liver and muscles, and your body's like, oh my God, I got it I got to survive. That's where the fat comes in. And this is where your body starts making energy from your fat, And to do so, it needs all sorts of chemicals like adrenaline, testosterone, glucagon, growth hormone, um, thyroid hormone. There's all sorts of activations to help your body metabolize the fat. So those are the sorts of things you're going to want to look to support um, while you're fasting to assist in the conversion of fat to energy. And this gets into this earlier concern. This is why for someone who is skinny, probably doesn't make a lot of sense to do it. There are still reasons unrelated to fat loss. There are benefits to fasting. One of them is um, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which is basically, it makes you feel really good. Your body releases all these natural hormones when it's under food stress. So there are reasons, even if you're not um, fat, to do fasting. Fat is one of the big ones. And fat literally and figuratively gives you the cushion that you need to be just fine when you don't have breakfast, even 24 hours. And even I've watched a lot and researched on this, unless you have some food conditions, which that's why talking to your doctor is still going to be good. So I'm not saying don't talk to your doctor, because if you're taking medication, you have a sodium issue, where you have low sodium, these sorts of things. Yeah, you are going to want to talk to your doctor. Um, about whether you should fast or not. But most of the concerns I've seen are from extended, extended fast, 48, 72, 96. These are where it seems like the people are really worried about the low sodium. And so there you really want to make sure that I don't know why the hell you really need to do that. I think that's probably too much. I know Delauer says 48 hours is about what you should do, but um, you know, in terms of occasional, because because it is a stressor. And, you know, the key with stress is what's good in small doses is not good in large doses. So don't be like, you know, Gomer Pyle and be like, well, if it's good for doing 48 hours, why not do nine to six? Because of optimization, people, you got to do it infrequently. And there are reasons to eat frequently, too. I mean, so occasionally you want to fast from your fast to increase your metabolism, to let your body know, hey, man, it's okay. You don't have to slow down your metabolism. You can keep it up from time to time. By having regular eating. So, with this question about water loss, water retention is an issue. And so, one of the ways, you know, one of the things when I lost a lot of weight, you know, it's one of those people, you, know, you kind of learn what people thought about you all along. And so, one comment I got from someone was like, oh, well, you look so great. You used to look so puffy and inflamed, puffy and inflamed. I'm kind of like, well, he's kind of right. Like, you don't really realize. A lot of times when you look at pictures, you're like, oh, my God, the camera just puts on weight. I'm really not that fat. But that's the thing with a lot of carbs. Your body is storing all of this in the form of excess glycogen. And if you're not exercising a lot, you are holding a lot of water, probably excess water in your body. And you are going to look puffy. Look, yeah, that guy had too many carbs had too much sugar, which is inflammation and was stuffing in his pie hole way, way too much. So this is why you don't want to do, um, you don't wanna do um, excess carbs and you don't wanna eat all the time. So even if it's water weight, that's still helpful. You do wanna make sure you don't become dehydrated, duh. So you do wanna drink water. I'm not saying that's a dry fast, And make sure that you're not drinking so much water that you're lowering your sodium, that you're you're drinking enough, maybe six to eight glasses a day, and that you're using sometimes a little salt, some mineral-based electrolytes, potassium, magnesium, and sodium seem to be the big three that most people suggest, but do your own research on that. And so my response to that is, is there's that darn 12 o'clock whistle sorry people i live in a small town and they do a 12 o'clock whistle every day who the hell does that i think i'm gonna run for city council and tell them to stop that damn whistle every day i don't like editing too much because then you get all this perky jerky like max hedron you know editing from the youtube i like to have some continuity to my youtube videos and plus it's more natural and real so it's not like overly produced so I think if you're, if you're losing the excess water, most pe- you're going to be less puffy. You're going to be less puffy in your body, and you're going to look better. This is puffiness. This is excess water. That's not only fat. but fat also contains water, too. So I think the research I've done indicates I probably lost about one to three pounds of fat, which for two hours is pretty good. Now, again, or for two days is pretty good. Now, most, I think people talk about leaving about one to two pounds of fat a week is a good goal if, if you're trying to reduce that. But I do think the occasional 48-hour fast is a great way to kind of reset that. Um, and so I did want to cite one study. Um, it's not necessarily related to uh, a 48-hour fast, but it is uh, essentially a study from like 1959. And the reason why I'm studying it, it's called Fasting as an Introduction to the Treatment of Obesity by W.L. Bloom. It's in the journal Metabolism. And this particular study, and the reason why I'm citing this study, because some of you are like, oh, my God, this guy's not a scientist. Like, how can I trust him if he never cites any studies? I'm like, okay, this is a 1959. I'll explain why I'm citing such an old study. But, it and and then share with you whether my experience jives with this study. It's basically nine obese patients. And I I don't know about you, but I used to consider like obese, meaning like you just kind of like waddle around like this. But this guy is clinically obese. I was clinically obese. So it could have been me. I could have been one of those patients. But they 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 tracked nine obese patients. This is a 19 like 58 or nine-ish, four and five women in the hospital, but not in bed. So they weren't totally bedridden. Treatment was total abstention with food, with free access to water for a period of four to nine days. And they said the reports were there were few undesirable symptoms were felt. The patients reported a sense of well-being. Average late weight loss at twenty-nine days. So this is after the food restriction had occurred. And they didn't report what it was actually done. It was about 2.6 pounds. I think we're looking at probably 2.6 pounds of fat. And this was after they had actually stopped and gone back to their normal eating patterns. And here, and they, they made this caveat because I'm sure they had critics back in the time. They, made, they were careful to indicate that such losses exceeded those that could be explained by energy expenditure or loss of water in the urine. And the studies of the um, 17 hydro steroids in urine at the beginning and the end showed no evidence of increased adrenal activity. That's interesting. Um, you know, some of the people say that it does kind of jack your, your adrenals to be able to like oxidize or metabolize the fat. But here's the other thing: after the fast, a diet of between six to eight hundred calories produced satiety. But before the fast, that diet was unsatisfactory to the patient. Okay. So all I can report to you is that old study was exactly what I experienced, which is is that after you, it's totally consistent. After you fast, you you become full more quickly and you do not overeat. Now, I think one of the reasons why people think that you overeat is that, again, if you're just coming immediately from a carb heavy, that you're constantly stimulating your ghrelin hormone, your blood sugar levels, and you're dropping that, and you're going up, you're on this roller coaster, and then all of a sudden, you get addicted to food, which you'd be likely to with sugar, and then you withdraw from that. You're going to crave that. And then once you get it, and there's no natural satiety hormone, you're going to overeat. So I think that's why you see like in the movies with eating disorders we're like, oh my God, I've been eating this And they gorge. Who gorges on like hamburgers? you know, and without without the carbs. So that was exactly consistent with what I experienced. So I lost about you know, I lost about one probably 1 to 2 pounds of fat, which is pretty good. That's a lot of fat. And then I also lost, you know, maybe it was 8 to 10 pounds of water. I don't know, but you know, it, it probably I probably discharged extra water that I didn't really need, so I didn't look so inflamed. And I felt great, and that gets into the well-being And here they've done a lot of research afterwards relating to the brain derived nootropic factor, which is like this, this just incredible, like, I think it's like a hormone or some nutrient that's released. Do the research. I'll do one on the research of Mark Madsen, but there's a reason why we feel so good at 24 to 48 hours. Uh, The evolutionary biologists hypothesize that the reason this is, is that when we were out in the Savannah, we had to feel good because if we didn't, Feel good and have energy releases we would die we had to hunt we had to get the elephant so that's totally consistent so after my own personal experience and looking at all i just think anyone who's a critic of fasting doesn't know what the hell they're talking about it's probably like betty or kathy that went to like wachihachi state in nutrition and they're like have a cup of milk and oatmeal and then a little potato chip or like a potato for lunch that's low fat and have a little bit of fat, a little bit of olive oil and salad for dinner. I don't know why. I mean, for me, the results have been so powerful. Um, and, you know, the peer-reviewed research, is it, it is all over the map. I, I would say that. But um, so far, what Berg has predicted, what Dr. Fung has predicted, what the Lauer has predicted has happened to me. This was me. And this is me now. And I don't look totally underfed. I still like to eat. But I don't think I look like this anymore. So, friends, I hope you found this particular podcast helpful. I hope you subscribe. There should be like a little thing over here where if you press, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. And reach out to me at rockneycast at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter, rockney at rocknecole. Um, Direct message me if you have feedback on my show. You can send me, uh, again, an email at at gmail.com or rackneypole at gmail.com. I'd be happy to respond to any questions, concerns you have, critiques, saying that it's too long. Please continue to spread the word of the Rachnicast in terms of what we're trying to achieve. Give me positive reviews. Say that I'm the best podcast ever on Spotify, Apple, and all places where podcasts are heard. Infinite gratitude to you, to tuning in, I hope you found this podcast useful, entertaining, and fun, and I hope it changed your life in a positive way. Thank you so much, and we'll continue to do high-quality contests on fasting, ideas, books, movies, everything else—basically everything that I'm freaking interested in. Primarily fasting, though, I think that's where the podcast is, is headed. Um, but we're still going to do all sorts of different topics, and maybe a little bit in politics here pretty soon. I think I've covered that lately. But so, until next time. On the Rocky cast.